0: Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. And I heard a man clothed in linen, which was upon the waters of the river, and he held up his right hand and his left hand unto heaven, and swear by him that liveth for ever, that it shall be for a time, times, and a half a time, and when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, then all of these things shall be finished. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel. For the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise they shall understand. Daniel chapter 12, verse 7 through 10. This passage is but a part of the prophecies given to Daniel of the coming Antichrist and the end times. Outside of the writings of John of Patmos, which were recorded in the book of Revelations, there is no other man in Scripture that received more revelation about the end times and the Antichrist than Daniel. One reason for this was because that though he may not have fully understood the things he was being told, he was able to relay it correctly because he had a knowledge of this antichrist governmental structure and system, having lived under the rule of Nebuchadnezzar, who was himself a type of antichrist. One of the examples of this can be found in Daniel chapter 3, where Nebuchadnezzar erects an image and decrees that all who do not bow and worship his image will be killed. We see this play out again in the last days under the Antichrist's rule when we read in Revelation chapter 13 verse 15, and he, the Antichrist, had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Now, the Antichrist's image in the last days seems to be a bit more technologically advanced than that of Nebuchadnezzar's, but it is the same premise nonetheless. God had given Daniel a life experience that provided him with a knowing that allowed him to receive these end-time prophecies with faith and compassion because he had lived as a captive in Babylon, yet he had been faithful to his God in the midst of it even in the face of persecution and threat of death. So having that understanding, let's look again at our opening passage. In the verses leading up to this passage, Daniel had been given great detailed information about the end times. So he asked the angels that spoke with him when all of this would end. They replied, when he, the Antichrist, shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people. Then all of these things shall be finished. So the first very important bit of information to note here is that the Christians are here at the time of the Antichrist that Daniel is prophesying about. And not only are they being persecuted, but they're actually being overcome and scattered. Therefore, as believers, more in the word of God than in the traditions of men, we have to prepare our hearts, our minds and our spirits for this to strengthen our resolve and relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus, that we might be able to walk, as Daniel did, with power and boldness through these difficult times. Again, this is confirmed in the book of Revelation when we read in chapter 13, verse 7, And it was given unto him, the Antichrist, power to make war with the saints, which are the Christians, and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nation. There will be a time when the spirit of Antichrist, which has been persecuting the church since the resurrection of Jesus, will manifest in a person and a governmental structure that will stand against the saints of God, no matter what tribe, tongue, or nation they're from, and try to scatter them. This message, again, is also confirmed by Jesus himself when asked about the end times, as well as numerous other verses and passages throughout scripture. In Matthew 24, Jesus gives a clear account of what will come in the last days and makes it very clear that his people will be here during this great time of trial and tribulation. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 21, it says, For then shall be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time no nor ever shall be and except those days of great tribulation should be shortened there should be no flesh saved but for the elect's sake those days shall be shortened And of course, we can do a quick study of the word elect through scripture and see that throughout the Old Testament, it is always given as a name or a description of the children of God, the saints, those who hold the testimony of Jesus. So as we read through the scriptures for ourselves, we can see that the Bible makes it abundantly clear that there is coming a great tribulation against the church of God first before the wrath of God ever comes against the world though God's wrath will surely come in the end against the ungodly persecutors of his bride. This is why the scripture says in 1 Peter, verse 4, chapter 17, For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? This is not a popular message that preachers like to preach because it doesn't stir up the people to excitement and bring in big tithes and offerings. But the truth is, is that it's already happening. Christians are being imprisoned, persecuted, and beheaded by the thousands all over the world right now. So how arrogant of much of the American church or any church to think that God will send a rapture when it gets to them, as if to say that their suffering has more value to God than the suffering of their brethren through the ages, the saints of old, the disciples, or even Jesus himself. When it's exactly this kind of mindset that tribulation comes to strip away from the church. God is no respecter of persons. If he allowed it to happen to others and even his own son, then we cannot say that it will not happen to us. So the question now is, will we serve him anyway in the midst of it like Daniel did in the lion's den? Will we be counted prophets in the midst of Babylon reaching out to the lost? and trying to bring them in to redemption. Jesus said this in John chapter 15, verse 20, Remember the word that I said unto you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. So now that we have established that there will be Christians here during the time of the Great Tribulation, and they will be persecuted and even overcome by the Antichrist, then we have to ask ourselves, What is the purpose in this? So for that answer, I bring you back to Daniel and our opening passage, which says, quote, many shall be purified and made white and tried. Because you see, it's about a humbling. It's about truth. It's about forcing the church to stop being fake and start believing what the word of God has to say. It's about forcing us to be real. To mature, to grow up, to choose a side and stop walking the fence. It's about purification of the bride. Know that Christ is coming back for a pure, holy, and spotless bride or church as it is described in the book of Ephesians chapter 5. Because the church of today in general does not fit that criteria. But through the refining and purifying fires of affliction in trial and tribulation, the remnant church that stands true through this persecution to come will be. True repentance comes from a heart of brokenness and desperation. Therefore, tribulation is all about separating the goats from the sheep and clothing the bride of Christ in pure white robes of righteousness. It's about fighting for our first love. It's about compassionately and selflessly helping our brethren in need. It's about exercising our faith, showing our fruits and being used by God in the face of total opposition. It's about becoming Daniels in the midst of Babylon. Remember the Lord God Almighty spoke through Daniel and said, Many shall be purified in these times and made white and tried or tested. Like gold refined in the fire, but the wicked they shall continue to do wickedly, and none of the wicked will understand what is happening, but the wise they will understand it. We also read in the book of Revelations, in chapter 6, verse 9 that the fifth seal was opened and then john the revelator saw under the altars of heaven the souls of them that had been slain for the word of god and for the testimony which they held and they cried with a loud voice saying how long o lord holy and true dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth and white robes were given unto every one of them These are their robes of righteousness, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also, and their brethren that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. You see, these things have been preached throughout the ages, but it's not been a popular message as of late. So there's a whole generation that has not heard this and it's very important that we understand it because we've got to ask ourselves today, do we really believe what Jesus said and are we willing to live it? Do we really believe that there is a heaven and a hell and eternity that this world is not our home that we're only passing through and that everything we do will determine the reward that we receive in eternity or we live living for a better resurrection as those of faith did in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Because I want to tell you today that perhaps the greatest revelation that Daniel has afforded us is the one he never spoke of, the one that no one sees, that of the testimony of his life and the revelation that though immensely difficult and even painful, it was possible to maintain his faith and loyalty and obedience to the Lord God Almighty through persecution and tribulation even in the midst of Babylon. Many today can't keep their faith when things are easy. Will they stand the test? When the enemy rises up against us, because I want to tell you something, my friend, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed wheat in his field, but his enemy came and sowed tares amongst it. And so as to not uproot and destroy the young wheat, he said, let them grow together. And in the end at the harvest, then we will separate it. The wheat, of course, being the saints, those who received the pure seed of righteousness, the words of Jesus, the tares being those who did not believe him but received the lies of the enemy and became hypocrites, fearful and unbelieving. But it's an interesting thing that he compares the saints to the wheat, which is the second harvest. You see, in Israel, there are these three harvests. The barley harvest comes first. That was represented in Jesus. The Passover bread was made of barley, his body broken. our redemption but the second harvest that comes after that is the wheat harvest that represents the saints and when the wheat is fully ripened it's gathered in and then the chaff this worthless paper hull that it is clinging to which makes it unfit to be made into bread or the body it is separated from it with a tool called a tribulan it's where we get our modern word tribulation from it's a tool that thrashes the wheat, it beats this useless paper hull off of it, which represents, of course, the things of this world, pride, lust, selfishness, greed, arrogance, all of those things that pollute and spot the bride, because Jesus said, I'm coming for a pure and spotless one. And he's not coming until the work is done. Jesus himself says this in matthew 24 verse 29 he says then immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and the stars shall fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and with great glory. And he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. You see, we can debate all day, but in the end, Jesus himself, said when he was coming, he said immediately after the tribulation. Because it is the purpose of tribulation that purifies the wheat. Just like we read in the beginning that he said through the prophecies of Daniel that many shall be tried and purified and made white. He's coming back for a pure and spotless bride tried in the fires of affliction. Because only those who truly love him will stand with him through it. In the next chapter, in Matthew 25, verse 31, we read this, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall he gather all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats he shall set on his left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. In verse 41 he says, Then shall he say unto them that are on his left hand, which are the goats, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. You see, the purpose is a sifting, a separating, a testing a purification. And we will close with this in Revelation chapter 20 verse 4. In the vision he saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them he said and I saw the souls of them that had been beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast. This thing that was set up by this antichrist system that had implemented this mark that we read about in the book of Revelations that says no man can buy, sell, or trade unless they receive this thing in their hand or in their forehead. That would allow them to be let back in to the world system, the economy, the marketing, By selling, and trading. They would not be allowed to be let back into the system unless they received this thing in their hand or their forehead. But he says many that did not comply with it because the scripture says not to, they were persecuted. Let me read it again to you. This is the words of Jesus, a warning of things to come. He said, I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image. Neither had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. This, my friend, is the power of the resurrection, but it's only made available to those who truly believe Jesus. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, Be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.